This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Twelve twenty in the morning. You're listening to BFM's nomination. Afternoon, sorry, Shas. <laughs> the afternoon. <laughs> oh my god! The morning I'm, just went past. Typically not on air at this time of day, but yes, it is the afternoon. Uh, you're listening to Battle for Malaysia, BFM's nomination day coverage with Shazana Shaoning and Phil. We are turning our attention now to a key voter demographic: the Chinese community, both in the peninsula as well as in Sabah and Sarawak. There is a significant minority helping to anchor both the party of government as well as the opposition. In recent decades, however, it has been seen as a vote bank for Pakatan Harapan. But does that remain the case? We have on the line with us Dr. O. E. San, Principal Advisor at the Pacific Research Centre, to answer that question and give more insights into voters' thinking. E. San, good morning. Always good to have you. Now, based on the recent voting trends that you've observed, tell us about the evolving aspirations of the Chinese community. Well, I think uh, in general, the, the non-Malay community and more specifically the Chinese community were overjoyed with uh, the election of Pakatan Harapan as a new government in 2018 because, uh, you know, they were look for, uh, looking forward to a more hopefully uh, equal and diverse uh, society for Malaysia. But I think a lot of them were then uh, disappointed uh, less than two years uh, later during the uh, Sheraton move, uh, which saw this uh, new government being uh, toppled. And there was a reversion to a government which uh, openly, uh, uh, which has been openly espousing itself as being, as being a Malay Muslim uh, government. I think that uh, uh, made uh, a lot of uh, non-Malays in general, but Chinese in particular, very disappointed with uh, the whole political system, such that a lot of them uh, simply do not come out to vote, as was uh, witnessed during the Sarawak, uh, Johor, and also Malacca state uh, elections over the last year or so. Yeah. So this weak turnout in state elections, do you expect this to repeat and manifest itself at the federal level then? Because what you're saying here is a disappointment. It's translated to low turnout. Is that going to be reflected at the federal level now? Uh, I think it's very likely uh, because uh, well, anecdotally, uh, you talk to your friends who are Chinese or even Indians and so on, a lot of them uh, simply do not want to come out uh, to vote. And this cuts across uh, gender, it cuts across uh, age groups uh, and, and, and so on. But of course, being a, a federal or national level general election, typically it would uh, excite a little bit more of enthusiasm. So perhaps it would be slightly uh, higher in terms of uh, turnout, but not much. Yeah. Isan, we do see on some level the resurrection of MCA uh, when it comes to Chinese politics, right? Uh, they've been much more vocal, more visible. Do you think they will have a better chance at GE15 this time around? Uh, yes, uh, certainly. I think there, there are some reversions of uh, Chinese uh, votes uh, back to uh, MCA, primarily in the West Malaysian, uh, shall we say, new village uh, semi uh, well, not quite rural, but semi-rural uh, areas. And that is because I think, uh, well, uh, now that uh, uh, Amno is back in charge, and it, it would appear that Amno will be back in charge for quite some time to come, 
Well, a lot they, they are, you know, not all Chinese are, are rich, as they famously said. Uh, so there are a lot of poor Chinese in the uh, new villages and so on. And, uh, you know, they would have to get uh, scholarships and uh, university placements uh, in public universities for their children. And, uh, well, MCA uh, oftentimes is there to help, whereas uh, DAP would talk uh, about, you know, all this uh, need for reforms, for overall structural overhaul and so on. But that uh, remains to be seen, especially, you know, when uh, the Pakata Harapan has been toppled. And if we look at Sabah and Sarawak, Isan, I would like to ask, how does the contest to represent the Chinese community differ from a contest in the peninsula? Is there a difference? I think there is a difference even between uh, Sabah and Sarawak. I think uh, a a lot of uh, Sabahan Chinese are slightly more well-to-do than their West Malaysian or indeed Sarawakian counterparts, so they could afford to look forward to this uh, overhaul structural reforms, uh, which parties like PKR and DAP would be selling, and thereby they voted heavily for PKR and DAP, for example, during the uh, Sabah state election. But in Sarawak, similar to West Malaysia, there are a lot of rural Chinese, and they would need the help of uh, parties such as SUPP in terms of uh, you know, getting development, getting university places and so on. So they would, uh, for those rural Chinese votes uh, in both West Malaysia and Sarawak, there is a reversion to either MCA or SUPP here. So, Isan, which seats will very much hinge on Chinese voter turnout? Well, those uh, with a significant uh, Chinese uh, voters percentage, right? Uh, When you say significant, we are talking about, let's say, uh, 30% and above. So, for example, even uh, Tan Sri Muhyiddin's uh, Pago seat, uh, it would appear to be a Malay majority seat, and indeed it is, but it has a significant Chinese uh, uh, percentage, if I remember correctly, about 30%. So if this 30% of Chinese are not voting for Tan Sri Muhyiddin, then he would have to indeed, uh, you know, score very high among the Malay voters to to be re-elected. Um, the other Chinese uh, majority seats, uh, I think, if it's in urban areas, largely it will still be either DAP or PKR. In the urban, uh, sorry, in the rural area, in the new village uh, constituencies, uh, uh, a MCA would have a long shot. Yeah. Isan, what do you think are the critical issues that the Chinese voters will focus on when it comes to elections? What's close to their heart? Well, it's still the the same concerns, right? And uh, a more uh, multifaceted and diverse society, more equal official treatments uh, for non-Malays. Uh, as far as the social economic uh, concerns, uh, uh, issues are concerned. Uh, I think Chinese mostly are quite entrepreneurial and they could uh, sort of weather the storm and so on. But of course, um, even if they felt that uh, you know the, the economy could be handled better, they tend to think that uh, the kind of overhaul uh, structural reform as proposed by PH would be more helpful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's still the same communal issues uh, which tops the, the list. Uh, so does something like the UEC issue, which is something mm-hmm. in the Pakatan Harapan Manifesto, does that change the mind of voters? Does it does it actually make a difference? 
I think by now, not quite. Uh, I happen to be a graduate of Chinese independent school. And uh, for those of us, uh, at one point, uh, you know, this uh, so-called recognition of our school leaving certificate, the UEC, would, uh, would, would symbolically be something very close to our heart. But by now, I think a lot of um, you know Chinese independent school graduates, uh, they don't have to go to public school, uh, public universities anymore. They could go to all your Sunways and Helps and Taylors and so on. So uh, it is increasingly becoming uh, perhaps not such a content. Isan, are you still there? Do we still have you on our line? Sorry. Ah, there you are. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. One yeah. last question, Isan, before we let you go. I do want to zoom in on DAP because they have seemed to make it a priority this time around to field more Malay candidates in hopes to shed their image of being a Chinese-centric party. We see that happening in Bangi. We see that happening in Bentong. Um, but do you think this will impact DAP in any way, especially since some quarters of their support base still looks like um, the still sees the party as a Chinese party first and foremost? Well, I think uh, it, it, to be uh, more accurate, uh, they see DAP as uh, having to uh, champion more the aspirations of the non-Malays, uh, and that's why they voted for the party. But uh, I think these uh, Malay candidates, uh, I think they are still widely accepted by DAP's uh, supporters because, of course, they, uh, they, they I mean, these candidates, uh, they were exposed uh, DAP's uh, you know, a, a, a Malaysian for sorry, Malaysia for Malaysians' ideas and so on. Uh, but as to whether this would shed uh, DAP's uh, so-called not so friendly to Malay type of image among a large group of conservative Malays, I think that remains to be seen. Mm. Because um, if your candidates are not conservative, uh, then it's very difficult to convince these conservative Malays that uh, you are, you know, you should be welcomed by them. Yeah. Isan, thank you as always for speaking with us. That was Dr. O. Isan, Principal Advisor at the Pacific Research Center, giving us some of his thoughts on how the Chinese demographic could shape GE15 outcomes, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.